This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered. You covered. Well, covered. Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the insight on sports betting news matt and dave's daily picks and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry here's dave sherapan and matt Peralt. and here we go welcome to a thursday what's up it's the bostonian versus the book here on props.com podcast afterwards youtube live stream twitter as well he's dave i'm matt i got that wrong yesterday at the end of the show i said i was dave he was Matt. Got it right today. I'm Matt. He's Dave. We are here for the next hour plus talking everything to do with the sports betting world. Dave, happy Thursday. How are you? I saved my badge from the hospital. I was going to write my name <laughs> on it right there. Dave, I'm Dave. He's Matt. Not the other way around, but there it is right there. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, yeah. So I'm good, man. Um, you know, I'm I'm. <laughs> We've been up early. We've been, you know, a lot of things going on. It's been fun. Still coming off a of beer night. Well, that's hold on before you can be hold on. Just you always want to jump ahead on me. Hold on. I just want to say one quick thing about I I I don't have many baseball things, but I've decided to try to wear as much baseball crap as I can for the next couple of shows. I didn't think I was gonna be mad, Dave. I woke up this morning, mad for other reasons, but I was really mad that like it's going to be. 80 today yes it it's is. gorgeous i know i heard just in that in the back of my head i heard that crack that slap of the leather the ball smack like that 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 awesome sound is yeah. zip boom i'm like where is that in yeah. my life right now i know uh, we, we went be, out played oh. catch yesterday just me and kels uh just for 15 minutes because um you know she's she's taking a break she's not actually playing the high school season so while high school goes on, we we're dark. The travel team is dark, so we're not playing or practicing, um, which is always a weird thing because the weather's perfect right now. <laughs> it's and gorgeous. You can't get out there and do it with the travel stuff. So, yeah, I'll be at the I'll be at the stadium tomorrow down at CSM watching the games. I can't wait. But it is baseball weather, and mm. we ain't, we ain't even close. We're not even close to having baseball. Sucks. They're doing informal talks now. The formal deadline gone. Now it's informal talk. We talked about the odds yesterday about how they think the entire month of April. We're going to wake up and it's going to be Masters weekend. And we're going to go uh, Monday after the Masters. Let's watch some what the heck are we doing? I, I don't know. This is pressure time. Like we, we talked in January. Like when does the pressure really start to build on both sides? And I feel like the vice is starting to get turned on both sides because the negativity that's out there and it gets eliminated fast. Okay. Like if they start playing, people will kind of forget it and they'll be all fine. But until they play, I really feel like there's pressure now starting to build on both sides to get a deal. Do you feel like there's more pressure on one side than the other at this point? Yeah, I think the fans are always mad at owners. They're always going to be angry. Sometimes the players were the ones that – it's a lockout, right? So the players want to play is the public look. Yes. Not always the case because two sides have what they got to negotiate. So the players don't want to play under the current conditions either. 
So they could technically, if they weren't locked out, they could be striking. But the image, at least when I was growing up, of picket lines and football players and basketball and baseball players, you know, outside the stadium walking that loop, that was always a really hard look for the players, in my opinion. This is the image of the ball field being chained and the locks on the gates from right. the owner's perspective. Right. So I think that paints the owners in, in, in more of a negative light publicly. I don't know. I, I think you're right, but I don't know if the owners even feel that. That's, that's they don't care. No, I agree with you. They don't. I mean, Manfred was laughing at that press conference. It's like he was just, he was just like, hey, <laughs> like, dude, like you, people are going to be losing like real people are going to get hurt, like real yeah. mom and pop shops and people who need this stuff in Arizona, Florida, in their home markets. These people and maybe just because I'm from Boston and you're being from Pittsburgh, like we know those ancillary businesses that get built up around the yeah. ballpark and how they depend upon the crowd and if the crowd's not there like there's no reason to go to the fenway area in boston ever like there's no point 100 percent like, no- right i know that now because right? it was there there's nothing there like the fenway area is just a residential area there's no reason to go to fenway so all the bars and restaurants that are all in the fenway area like Lansdowne Street's cool because there's a, there's a whole bar in nightclub scene that will go on like on Friday and Saturday night, but that's it. Everything else is just like a YMCA or like a CVS or like there's just like it's, typical neighborhoods. You go there for the game. Like a city block that yeah. just has this baseball stadium right there. Yeah. And, and they like, built up all around it. Every, everything amazing. came from the ball from the ballpark. Yeah. So the ballpark is going to be dormant in April. That's going to cost people jobs. It's going to cost people a lot of money. Oh, yeah. it's, it's going to be really, it's going to hurt. And in Chicago's the same way in the Wrigley, in, in the Wrigleyville area. Like yeah. there's more of a reason to go, I guess, in that part of Chicago, but it's still, you know, you go there for the ballpark. You go there to see Wrigley field and a whole month without that existing is, is hurtful. You know, it's not catastrophic. If they canceled the season, it could be catastrophic, but man, I, I felt that air today when I went outside and I was like, man, the golf clubs are coming out. I'm going to hit. Let's go. Uh, This is gorgeous weather. Take advantage of this because we don't get this like 75 and sunny. Like we don't get this for long. This is a little tiny, like a window before we go to 90. What do you think? Two weeks. Can we get two Mm. weeks of spring like this where it's just absolutely perfect? Well, the pool's open next week tomorrow, by the way. Okay, good. Well, but it's gonna be warm though. I'm assuming. Right. I don't know. I saw, our I heard, rain is like our rain's like a fourth of an inch. No, I know, but I heard high is sixty two tomorrow. Oh, uh, all so, right. You know, it's just something's going to blow in, and it's going to have that like cloud cover, and it may actually rain and and all that stuff. So enjoy today. Okay. But well, we get two weeks of spring, and then it gets hot for four months, and the heat goes zip. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, ninety five plus every day, but which is fine. But right now, I'll enjoy it. So it's it's, it's a nice day today. All right, you mentioned it. I got dollar beer night last night. Man, I said it on the show. You, and you were you were right. I didn't do the research. This was my bad. I I I'm known as the Creighton guy, so I should be doing the research. And I the, the one time I did not read because I just said UConn done. We were sitting there at Circa, and I saw the number go up, and I went, "Yeah, that's too low." I'm betting I'm betting UConn minus four. I know they stink on the road, but the Jays are DOA. And then Steve Lavin, dollar beer night. Didn't read the damn, I didn't read the game notes. Because if I had read the game notes, I would have gone, oh, holy hell no, man. Jays got out to a 30 to 14 lead in that game. 
They smoked UConn last night. Now they end up winning, but UConn came back. They only won by two. Right. And Kalbrenner, their center, had a game of his life. They couldn't guard him. It was weird. They wouldn't double team him. They were afraid of the shooters so much that they left a six foot eight guy to guard. And you and UConn got exposed last night. Anybody in the tournament they play who has a dominant big, look out because Hurley is stubborn. He won't switch up. He won't play zone for whatever reason. And Kalbrenner had twenty two and nine last night. That oh, kid. Wow. He crushed them in the paint. Just dunk after dunk after dunk. He's 6'11". He's a beanpole, but he's 6'11". Right. And he really, I mean, he's very, very young. And I'll, I'll say this, I, you know, I was watching some people on Twitter this morning. I couldn't believe it, but they were talking about, you know, uh, I think it was Thomas Casali said this, like right after the tournament's over, when the books put up a national championship, he thinks Creighton will be 100 to 1 to win it all next year. And he's like, I'm jumping in. I'll be in day one buying the Jays. I was really? like, what are you talking about? I was like, that's what? He's like 101 odds. He's like that team, but he's not wrong about the youth of the Jays and how far ahead of schedule they are. Wow. Like they had a top 10 recruiting class last year, Ryan Nemhart being the most prolific of that. But they've got other two, they had two other kids coming in next year who are four star kids who are really going to be talented. Like they're building something pretty elite right now because of the fact that kids are okay with going there, playing on the East coast. They understand what the Jays are and McDermott's got this system. That's really going well. I mean, they were picked ninth in the big East and last night they're five and zero all time against UConn in big East play. And now they're in like that punched their ticket. They're going to go right. to the dance with three freshmen and a D two transfer Even in the starting five lose the first game. Yeah, they're in. They're in. Yeah, they're in. Um, have they ever won a national championship? No, they've never made it. The Jays have never won. And he's going to bet him like that. He's already they, sold. Wow. They've never made it past the opening weekend. Jays have never won two games in the dance. They've won one, never won two. Jeez, I got to talk to. So like, I don't they're going to make a run here. I mean, it's a hundred to one, right? Wow, someone you know, dropping the roll Jays in the chat. Wow, we got Blue Jay people in here. Wow, that's a very that's an insider Blue Jay line. You're talking about roll Jays. Roll that's a Jays. They stole it from Alabama, right? So the oh, roll tied. Okay. So yeah. when Bama started getting good, and everyone the 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 line was we want Bama. Remember that whole like everyone chanted that in football. We want Bama. So Creighton fans just stole it and just said, okay, fine, roll Jays. Makes no sense, but no sense. <laughs> but that's there. So someone just wrote roll Jays. And that's, you know, good for you. Cause that's, that's a, you're, that's an insider right there. That's a Creighton fan right there. Who's watching. Uh, so I pre, I, I appreciate that. But I man, like that it. was last night was something else, man. I, I had a buddy of mine who was there. He was like, it was absolutely loud as hell in there. It's like, UConn had no chance. I was like, yep. I they drank realize until I just went the other night to see the Globetrotters, right? We're on the floor. We did the meet and greet thing. And then like they started talking and the music and the little one, Kendall said to me, daddy, it's really loud down here. And I was like, imagine if there were people to the ceiling and how loud it reverberates off a wood floor. Yep. With it, that place had to be just what, I mean, you were there on, you know, yeah, I was on, game nights. You can't for years. hear anything, right? You know, it, it is, it's the one, if somebody asked me like, what's the one thing about traditional media that I miss and I, I, I've never got it here because we don't have the same type of environment here for UNLV games that they have for Creighton games. But that final five minutes 
of a sold out. Now they call it the Chai Center. It was the Quest Center when I was there. But the Chai Center, when you're courtside with 18, 17,500 people in a college basketball game where the last five minutes, everything hinges. You could go one way or the other. It's a big rival. It's a big game. National TV, national audience. There's nothing like it, man. Your heart is in your throat. Like it is just, you can't. The only thing I can compare it to is an NCAA tournament game. Because that feel, when you walk into a tournament game, and the first time I ever did it was for UMass when I was a junior in college, when you walk into that arena, it feels unlike anything else. The intensity, the eyeballs, it's it's just different. It's so cool. I I remember um, there were a couple movie stars who were walking backstage. Um, Kentucky was playing in the same regional. And who's the... Kentucky actress that ever, oh, I'm blanking on her, her name or forget her name. Gosh, she's a huge Kentucky Wildcat fan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on. Um, I'll have it for you in a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Who, who is that? I want, it's not Halle Berry, but no. um, because she walked in to the media room wearing a Kentucky half shirt and skin tight leather pants and high heels. And the Ashley Judd, thank you very much. Ashley I knew that Judd, the chat would get the That's chat would get it. So, so Ashley Judd walked walk, walk, walked in in 1998, wearing a, a Kentucky half shirt, black skin tight black leather pants, and high heels, and the entire media room stopped. <laughs> Everybody yeah. went. It was like a complete moment. Record stop. Everyone yeah. was like, "Wait." Oh this is different. Like, and she walked in there, not with a press pass, just walked right back there, grabbed a couple of drinks, grabbed a couple of programs and walked back out to her seat. Yep. I was like, that must be the life, man. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm sitting here, 20 year old me going, Oh my God, this is insane. What am I getting to be a part of? This is so fun. Yep. Tournaments. I can't wait for Vegas to have it. I mean, they're going to give us a final four very soon. I'm shocked. They haven't done it yet, but we should just, I mean, we always say this, right? Like we should have everything because of what Vegas is, but like we already do the conference tournament so much that like, just give us the final four. Like, come on, like, yeah, give us the final four. I'd rather have it at T-Mobile. They're going to do it at Allegiant, but I don't like basketball games in stadiums. Never have. First time I went to the carrier dome in Syracuse. I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Who's playing basketball? Who wants to play basketball in this gigantic dome? Like, this is not fun. But, I've been to everything but a Final Four, pretty much. I haven't been to a Final Four. I've been to a Sweet I've been to a Sweet Sixteen. I went to a Sweet Sixteen with you and I with with Northern Iowa when they played Tennessee and Bruce Pearl. Oh wow! After okay. they beat when they beat Kansas, yeah. the Ali the Ali shot. Right. So, I I was there for that. Um, but that's I, I've never been to a Final Four either. I, have, I haven't been to that. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely one I I want to go to. But I'm with you though. Like the dome doesn't do it for me. The the energy inside a building. Like I've been to the Game Seven of the World Series. It's awesome. That's a, yeah. It's outside. It's different. That feel is a little bit different. Inside, I mean, I went to so many good basketball games at, at Penn State, 6,500 seat arena, where you just were deaf when you left. You 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 couldn't hear a thing. Tough ticket to get. It wasn't really at the time. Nobody really appreciated that the Big Ten was coming to town. I mean, I, I got to see that so many electric Big Ten teams, and mm. it wasn't that tough for me. I mean, it was I bought a season ticket for twenty bucks. Wow, a student ticket was yeah. twenty dollars. You know, I mean, that was back in the day. I've told you my Final Four story with ticket with tickets, right? I told you that, right? You for UMass, been to a Final Four. 
No, I could have. I wanted to. Oh, I, I never told that story to you. No. So uh, uh, go ahead. I'll, I'll, once you're done, I'll, I'll, I'll tell it. Well, no, I was going to say I've been to Stanley Cup games mm. um, and like the building in Vegas for a playoff game. It's literally your hair is standing up on the back of your mm. neck the yeah. whole time. I mean, it is <laughs> unbelievable. But that basketball feel, I, I, I was walking on the floor at UNLV and I was thinking it has to be, it reverberates. Like it just has to be so loud. In that building too, because now Thomas and Mac is old. Yeah. So Thomas and Mac is now old for compared to other basketball facilities. Ooh. So it, because it can get, I mean, I, I've gone to a game this year. I've gone to probably six UNLV games since I've been here. And it gets even 3,000 people can get the place pretty loud. I mean, you can, they light the fireworks yeah, there off. There weren't that many people at the at the game, you know, the Globetrotter thing, but with the music and then the fans and then like it was loud and there wasn't nobody there. And I was thinking, this has to be so loud when this place is rocking. Be fun to see. I have two great stories of my life. The first one was how I won the World Series of Poker. The first, the first, uh, the World Series of Poker seat, excuse me, World Series of Poker seat to go to Vegas in from Omaha. The first time I ever played in a live poker tournament with 200 people. I'd never played live poker in my life. And I want to, and I want a seat in the, in the World Series of Poker. You won the $10,000 entry seat? Yeah. And then I sold it. So I'll tell that. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell that story. So oh, yeah. a, a different time. But the second best story happened in college was so UMass gets, gets into the final four. There's a lottery for tickets for students. And I won the lottery. There were, I think there were a thousand tickets that were there for students if you wanted it. So you had to have, be a, you had to be a student ticket holder for the season. Right. And then you had to go ahead and apply. I think, I think they tried, I think it was, you had to put 150 bucks up. I think it was to go ahead and say, okay, I want the tickets, 150 bucks. So you put the money up. Lottery gets called. You get an, e get an this is back when email was just beginning. Like, yeah infancy 1996 where you'd have to go to the library to check your email okay you have to go to the lab the computer lab to show this is real this this is real by the way if you're, if you're a kid this is real we had to go i had to walk across campus yes. to go check my email in the library okay. at the bank of computers the dos emails there was just all it was was text and it was a little like those weird dos how it was written out so get the email congratulations please show up at this time at the Curry Hicks cage on the campus of UMass to go ahead and pick up your tickets for the final four. So I'm, I'm walking out and all of a sudden I take, turn the corner to go get the tickets to the ticket office. And like, there's all these weird looking guys, like older guys wearing sunglasses in suits. <laughs> they're all kind of hanging out in the back. They're all kind of, and they're watching the kids come out. So I stop for a second and I'm like, okay, let's see what these dudes are going to do. They're watching these kids come out. And as the kids are coming out, they're saying, how much do you want for them? How much do you want for them? How much do you want for them? So I'm, I'm hearing the, the market as to like what they're being asked for. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So I wait almost until like there aren't any kids left. These guys are all still there. And I'm like, okay, they're all still there. Ticket office closes in 15 minutes. These guys are getting a little antsy. So I walk in. I get my tickets. I walk out. You guys, two guys take a step forward and I go, if you don't have $2,000 in cash, get away from me. One guy walks up behind me, hands me $2,000 in cash, takes my tickets and away we go. I turned my 150 into two grand. They were all from Foxwoods. 
They were Foxwoods runners that had been hired by the casino to go get their high rollers uh-huh. final four tickets because they were big UMass guys and they all loved Marcus Camby, who was from Hartford. Right. So they wanted to go to the final four to watch UMass play Kentucky and they had to find a way to get the tickets. So they're buying all the student tickets That's in cash. <laughs> so I, I went back to my, to my dorm room and I threw a hell of a party. Right. Where, it would have been smart of me to keep that money and do, do something more profitable with it. But it's 1996 and I was a freshman in college and I said, let's have a party. <laughs> Two times as a freshman in college. You yeah. were man. I was high kegs on me. <laughs> we had fun. It was, it was whatever fun. you I, wanted, man. I think I, I think I spent, I think we spent $800 on the party and I think I took the other like 1100 and oh blew it. Just gosh, you spent as, 800 on a college party. Yeah. Something like that. I, I, it you, was, it was a, be, you bought yourself the dorm room, the whole, the whole floor, the whole entire floor. I, oh, I just said, God, I, I was everyone. Every, I think we had, oh, we had one, two, good. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, nine. I think there were nine people on the floor, nine rooms, two in it. So there are 18 people. Oh, so through a party for eight, through through a party for 18 people. The <laughs> oh, yep. On our dorm. So that, that was my, that, that I was my fun story. That, that was what you said. It was 1996. So yeah. 26 years ago. There's guys that remember that. Sure. Oh yeah. Right now. If you, 100%. you didn't see somebody, Hey, did you live in a dorm with him? Do you remember that party? He did. Oh yeah. I remember. <laughs> Guaranteed there's somebody that remembers. Guaranteed. That was I just remember the conversation. I just walked out. It was like two thousand dollars to get away from me. And the first two guys kind of stopped. And then a guy behind him walks out and was just like here. He just counted out 10, 10, go. <laughs> Thank you very much. Here you go. That so because everyone always says to me that was a, the two things are like, you sold final four tickets. What do you mean? You didn't go. I was like, you know how broke I was in college? Oh. I think I could have could have afforded to, to go to the final four. No way in hell I had that money to go. And I hadn't even worked in the media yet. That this was my, this was, um, we just came back from break. So like it was, the final four was like our second night back or something. Like, like we, we, we had just. Oh yeah. Spring break is usually the last week of March. Yeah. We had yeah, just yeah. gotten back to school. So like, I wasn't even, I didn't start my radio career until my second semester in school. So this is my second semester. I didn't, I didn't even start doing media yet. Right. So I was. I made decent money in school because I sold advertising and I worked a lot in radio. So like I was able to have money, but at that time I had, I was 18 years old. I had nothing. There was no way I was going to a final four. It was, it was not happening for me to go there. So selling it was a very quick and easy option. Where was the final four that year? I think I can't remember. I thought, I think Indianapolis, it was far. It wasn't close. It It wasn't, wasn't it wasn't an option. It wasn't a drive. Like it, it wasn't like a day drive. It was like a two day drive. And it was just so it was impossible. Like I was never going to be able to swing it financially to be able to go. And the same thing happened in Omaha when I won the world series of poker seat, because like I knew like it would have been an incredible experience to go, but like I had never played live poker before in my life. I was the hottest I'd ever been on that run. I was doing stupid things. I should have busted on a, I had a pair of twos and I got a two on a river that knocked out three people. That was like, I was just stayed in. I was bluffing the entire time. I was just like, I had a pair of twos, pair of twos, Flipped over a two. I flip it over. These twos are these two dudes motherfucking me like no, they, they, oh, they were so pissed they off. They had me. to want to oh, kill you. God, oh. this was like this was like halfway into the tournament. Like this was like you know, and all of a sudden like the cards oh. just started to go my way. 
everything started to turn my way on it. And so I was like, I'm not going to Vegas. I was like, no way am I going to Vegas. So there's more to that story. But um, I, I, so I sold it. And I was like, because I couldn't, it was, I could probably afford it. But I was like, if I go to the World Series of Poker, I'm with like people who know what the what they're doing. Right. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to get killed. Like I'm, right. I'm going I'm right. to be out day one. See you later. I'm done. Nah, well, that was probably the beauty of it that you played, you know, with. No- uh, they were paying me to be in it. I, I was getting paid a talent fee. Yeah. Like the entry form was the entry was 250 bucks. So they paid my entry and they paid me a talent fee. Yeah. So I was on, I was on house. I was, I was up in the black before I sat down. I didn't care yeah. when I lost, I lost. I just was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Yep. Pair of twos. Yep. Bluff on everything. I went in there. I I, I actually, you know, I told story, but I, I tried to look like I knew what I was doing. And I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea what I was doing, but I scared people because everything was working. Like they thought I knew like, damn, this guy's good. Like, whoa, look out. Here he goes. I was getting every card. <laughs> That's part of the game. That's, I mean, I've had buddies that, that have played in it and have qualified it, you know, playing a satellite to get in and, you know, they come and then it's so hard to win that thing. Like, it's Ugh. so hard to get to the second day. It's, and it's so hard. I've had guys get to the third day. Oof. And anybody cash? No. <sighs> so close. So close. And then, no. What's the lowest payout for the World Series of Poker? Do you know? Uh, it's all based on the entries. I don't, okay. I don't so like ten grand. Like you do, you get your do you yeah, get your get your, get your, get your yeah. fee your yes. fee back at least. Yes. Okay. Get, that's the that's the minimum you get yeah. back. Yeah. But that's not. I mean, that's not. I guess I put a lot of poker for breaking even. But it's yeah. three days of playing poker. It's a lot of hours and grinding and sweating and trying to read people. That's, I did it for a long time. Like, did I mean, you really online? I was okay. doing it online. You ever done it live here at the Rio? No. Yeah, I've never done it either. I'd get killed. I would be absolutely eviscerated. I played in poker rooms here, but like, I don't, I don't, I mean, I do it more for the social aspect of it. Like, I don't, anytime you get in that, like, I took in all their bets. Every book that I've worked at, the poker room is right next to it. And you get these poker room guys that come in and they know everything too already. So like they come in and they tell you this and they tell you that the last thing I wanted to do is go sit in a room with all of them and play cards. Like I played more before I moved to Vegas. Now I'll play socially or something, but I I don't. Can we play online here? Is that allowed? It is still right. It, it never really took off because you play in person. Yeah. So I mean, it, I think it's because it's here cool. in Jersey, right? The only yeah. two states you can play online poker. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's wild. All right. So last night, man, we've talked about Alabama being the most confusing team. Did you watch any of Auburn and Mississippi State last night? No. Okay. I saw the score. So Auburn goes up by nearly twenty in the first half. Yeah. Auburn bleeds the entire thing away. <laughs> they lose the entire lead, and now they're down. By five points going down the stretch, Auburn gets into overtime. They had a last possession to go and win the game. They don't do it. We get to overtime and they go on a 20 to seven run. I had plus three and a half. Auburn scored. I mean, Mississippi State scored the first point and then they didn't score basically again. <laughs> and I lose my plus three and a half bet last night. Uh, it prompted a text from you. It prompted a text from, from Lindemann. Sent me a text. He's like, Man, I'm glad you you asked me about the, the SEC. And I said, Mississippi State. He's like, what the hell was that? And I was like, I I don't know. I was I was not really paying attention, but 
And then I checked the score and I saw what you said. And I was like, oh man, this March is going to be crazy. I mean, the swings are a seven run in a five minute stretch in overtime. That doesn't even You're, make sense. I mean, they just, oh, I mean, Davis is a, such a good player. They've got such depth and talent, but man, it was a game. It was like three games in one. Right. Like Auburn won the first game. Mississippi State won the second game. Auburn won the third game. Yeah. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Can that game, can that type of game happen in the big dance? No, because of the home crowd influence. Right. So like when the sandcastle starts to melt, the crowd knows. And unless you're playing like on the road where are in, in an environment where it's like 85% your home crowd, you don't get that same jump. Like the best home, the best home court I ever saw, which is really kind of funny in the, in the dance was Florida Gulf coast in Philadelphia. Like the entire building when dunk city happened. Oh, that was a fun team, man. The entire oh, building. Goodness. It didn't matter where you were from. It didn't matter what you were about. <laughs> Creighton was there on the, on the other side of the bracket. Everybody wanted to see showtime. And it was, it was like that in the books. We got caught up in it too. We would put that game on with sound. Yeah. It was must watch. You had to watch it. Everybody wanted to watch it. Everybody would bet it. They just That's, dunked on everyone. Like everyone. It was just it was so fun to watch it. And like oh. I was there courtside watching it, going like, "This is absolutely hysterical." <laughs> These kids just like doink up. Bam. Like it was like, like when you, you going to the Harlem Globetrotters, like that's what it was. Yes. Nobody, nobody cared what the final score was. They were like, how bad can they posterize this kid from XYZ state, wherever the hell he's from? Yeah. It was so fun. That team was so much fun. Oh, it was great. And, and that run actually. So like something like that catches on mm. and then people bet it in the momentum. Of course. And like, you remember, like, see, I'd have to go back and look at like the final fours or the or the the brackets, and I'll be like, oh, I remember when that team did that, and oh, I remember when that team did that. Um, when Virginia lost in that first round, um, they were only one sixteen game that lost. Who they lose to? The University of Maryland, UMBC, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. County. Like everyone, just just that was it. That was the next game that had to be on, and this and that, and that run ended quickly. But yeah, it's. It's it's a fun time, man. March March is great. Let's skip ahead here a little bit and talk about the combine. We'll come back to our small school conference tournament conversation here in a second, but okay. let's talk about the combine a little bit. If you had to do a combine event, which event would you do the best in? Throw. I would throw. I could still throw. Like I I could just lo- loosen up a little and I could throw whatever patterns you need me to throw. We need to throw outs. We need to throw slants. I could still heave it pretty good. I could throw. That's all I would really want to do right now. I would have to really. I, I've thought about this. I, I'm not the fastest of people, but I think I could beat. I could beat six seconds. Rich runs it at six. The the, the over under on Eisner's forty in his suit is six point zero eight. I don't want to do anything in a suit. No, no, no. I, I mean, yeah. I, I'm not gonna like in shorts and like I'm actually like I would yeah. if I was gonna do what they do, like wear cleats, wear wear you know tight clothes and run. I could run it faster than six seconds fairly confident in that yeah five I, pr- I probably think i think i probably run like a five five or five four would be my guess i don't know 40. i mean i race the kids sometimes at practice because they're like you know nobody believes that you could do anything when you get old and i'm like you know i could still do all of this stuff you guys pitch me batting practice i'm gonna hit it over the fence Ooh. 
Ooh. Oh yeah. That's yeah. hundred uh-huh. percent. I, I can see it. you putting power. Yeah. You, you get into one. I could see yeah. you launching it. I can, there's no question. I can throw it out of my hand and hit it over the fence. Still. Oh wow. So, um, but football wise, I think the shuttle thing, I could, like the kids still train. So I like kind of still kind of do that. I would like to do that too. That's tough though. That's all stop and start. Oh, it's all stop and start, but that's all my hockey training was, was, was uh, all, makes sense. all of that stuff. Anything that remotely resembles off ice hockey training. Cause for baseball, all we did was run or pitchers is all we did was run, 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 and then run more. We ran sprints. We didn't, we, nobody lifted weights back when I was playing baseball. You didn't lift weights. So, you were told not to. Right. You were, you, you were going to get tight. You couldn't stretch. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, all that other stuff. I, are you serious? Are you watching this, this, this comedy stuff? Are you actually watching it on the television? In the background? Yeah, I always do. Okay. It's football. It's just fun. I just like to see what's going on. I don't think there's anybody that really captivates me at the moment though. Like, so let's go on to Kenny Pickett here. So Kenny Pickett today. He has the smallest hands. He would have, he would have the smallest hands of any quarterback starting in the NFL today. Do you care? Drew Brees had small hands too. True. Not okay. That doesn't matter to me. I don't know. I mean, everything has measurables, and I think I, Ross Ross Tucker's tweet is Kenny Pickett's hands are way too small for him to play in a cold city, a cold weather city like Pittsburgh. Wow. No, it's a joke. He played in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I know. It's a great I line. It's like, awesome. I love it. Like, it's, it's, yeah. He it, played in Pittsburgh. So, okay. So I've never done this. People are going to believe that though. Have you ever measured your hand? I've never measured I my hand. very average hands. I don't know. Okay. So, so this is my right hand. Okay. So this is how, this is what, 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 what my hands are. Hold it up. What do you, how do you measure it from? So you, it, it's, it's side tip? to side, right? So, so it's, it's pinky to thumb. Pinky to thumb. Okay. How, how big, how big your hands are. So here's the, here's the thing. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, there to go. So my hand, my hands stretched out are nearly mine's nine and three fourths. Okay. Kenny Pickett, just by reference for Kenny Pickett, his hands are only uh, eight and three fourths. My, wow. my hands are really? an inch bigger. Than Kenny Pickett's. Wow. Okay. So that's the concern with Kenny Pickett. Do you care? Would you take nope. him on your team? Yep. I would. I would. Too. I would too. I don't. I don't. I mean, I watched enough like pit games this year because they were actually pretty good. So, um, and Penn State really wasn't. So I watched when they were on. I oh, sorry. He, he his hands are eight and eight and a half. So I'm an inch and a quarter bigger. The smallest hands right now in the NFL, Taysom Hill at eight and three fourths. So if you put Taysom, Kenny Pickett, Taysom Hills has what? What size hands? Eight inches and three fourths of an inch. Damn. Eight and a half inches is Kenny Pickett. So mine's nine and three quarters. Mine's nearly 10 inches. And those guys are small hands, dude. <laughs> those, really those, small hands. Those small wow. hands. So that's why people are nervous. That's why they're concerned about about Kenny Pickett. I don't care personally. He played in Pittsburgh. He played in the cold weather. If you would say like, you know, everyone talked about Mac Jones and like Mac Jones can't play in cold weather. He's a Florida kid who played at Alabama in the SEC. I didn't care. He played fine. 
I think Pickett will be fine. He played in Pittsburgh. He knows cold weather. He knows how to deal with the football. You, you know, he's never had his hands be any other size. So it's not like you're giving him somebody else's hands. Have you put on these gloves that these guys? You keep have? on talking about them. I've never actually worn the new age NFL sticky gloves. No, I've never worn the like the hundred dollar pair ones. On. Now, yeah, wait until you try one on. Like, I mean, Kelsey played quarterback, so she didn't need. She don't wear batting gloves when she plays softball, but she got gloves because every, all the kids have gloves. She got a glove and I put it on. I'm like, Oh my God, I could throw a football 50 yards. If I loosen my arm up huh. because I could grip this ball so tight spin it. that I could throw it, like throw it. Like it's, it's a make, they'll figure out a way to make sure that his hands aren't the problem. Mm. Like there's going to be a solution to having small hands and playing quarterback in the NFL. That's not going to be why he's not successful. I'm telling you that right now. If the kid can play, he'll play. And if it's a problem in the wet, it's a problem for a lot of people in the wet. Right. You know, in the cold, it is another problem, but I mean, it's cold the last month, maybe. But he month played. And a half. I, I, he played in it though. Like I don't. I mean, right. It's not. He's not concern. a warm weather kid. This is a cold weather kid. He played in Pittsburgh, so exactly. he can handle it. Like I'm not worried about Kenny Pickett hand size, handling the cold. You want to talk about Pickett's arm strength or his moxie or his decision making? Like, okay, let's evaluate the quarterback. But I'm not right. worried about his body part. Like Definitely. I'm not worried. No. Not worried about the hand. He'll be fine. He'll, exactly. He'll be fine. Interesting stat pulled out from our friends. And I'm going to steal it uh, from our friends at Wager Talk because it's it's a pretty wild stat. And I didn't see this. Did you know that the Atlanta Hawks, the last 20 times Atlanta has won the game, Atlanta has covered 20 in a row Makes for the sense. Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. that's That seems to be, that's an absurd number. Because on the other side, when they've lost, they also haven't covered. Right. So when they lose, they aren't covering. And when they're winning, they are covering. So what do you do with them at you know plus one today up against Chicago? I'm surprised they're dogs. Right. I saw that today and I was like, oh man, like, um, okay. That's surprising to me. Chicago beats bad teams, loses to good teams, right? I mean, they have one win against teams with a winning record or something. So is Atlanta good or bad? What are they? Atlanta's under 500. So, I mean, the game's a pick them, but I would make Atlanta the one-point favorite. And I think it's going to kind of – it might drift that way, um, but I'm looking at that going, I'm taking Atlanta. I would take Atlanta too. I'm just, man, I've already got a bet on them. that's going to burn me. I bet they're over on 47 and a half wins and that that's not happening. <laughs> they're not getting there. No. Unless they get like nuclear hot for the next two weeks, three they weeks. They lose like five more games. Yeah. They, 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 they've got to go and close it out like insane. I mean, I think their, their live total is 41 and a half. Yeah. So like yeah. I'm DOA on, I, I, I liked, I bought in heavily to the, to them. Brooklyn home dogs today against Miami. Explain that to me. How do you feel I- that? I mean, you got to take Brooklyn. How and Miami played last night. KD's coming back tonight, and they're yep. dogs. Yep, <laughs> numbers wrong. <laughs> Is numbers it because wrong. they don't know what KD will do, and they think he may be on a on a on a pitch count? Oh wait, I just hit refresh. Brooklyn's favored by one and a half. Now. Wow, that flipped. I mean, nine thirty this morning. 
930 this morning, Brooklyn yeah. was plus two. I know. Well, I mean, we talked to Lindemann. They put the lines up. They put the first line up and then maybe. So they like Miami. So the win bet likes Miami. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they they like Miami. How good are the Heat? Like legitimately, like we come come to playoffs. Are we talking about the Heat making a run here? Are they way? Are they Eastern Conference Finals good? Yes, I don't think so. I don't know. Myself, I don't know. But my goodness, they just—I mean, they've done this before. They and and they're well coached, and they have a roster that kind of is playoff type roster where everybody kind of has to do their thing. They play good defense. Uh, I mean, they're going to make it a tough series every series they're in. Mm. You know, I mean, especially, I mean, their their game travels. I was going to say, especially at home, mm. they'll dictate their, they'll impose their style of play on the other team. But they can take that show on the road. So, I just think they're in a really good spot because no one's talking about them. Oh, it's just this happens every year with them. Right. They're just like no one's mentioning like, hey, by the way, if the playoffs started today, they would be a top three seed. Like no one's mentioning like they could be the one seed if they get going here. Yeah. Like they could have home court throughout the entire postseason. And who cares what Brooklyn does? And it's kind of like the old, you know, back when LeBron was with the Cavs and like, I don't need home court. I don't care. We'll run through the East. We'll be good. Maybe. But Miami's got a lot of distractions. We all know about the, you know, there's what, what is the team, the number for a team after they play on South Beach? Like, yeah, right. They, they, <laughs> you fade them afterwards because they've all gone out and partied after the game and gone crazy and then bet against them the next game. So now you're going to have a playoff series where you're going to be there for, you know, days on end. People might get a little loose. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, being in the book for years, this is a team everyone has overlooked and I don't even think they're talking about this team in Miami. Right. Um, it's a good question. Uh, I mean, like I, mean got TJ I don't know in the chat. He's, I think he's in Miami or, or at least he was down I, there or whatever. I'm always skewed so. because Lee Sterling is there and Lee's a season ticket holder. So he always loves to run his mouth with the heat. So I feel like, Oh, I get okay. I get some bias information from from, right. from, from Lee because right. he's like, look out for the Heat every year. They're gonna kill your Celtics. Lee's they they Celtics suck. Like he just loves yeah. talking trash to me. He's a big Dolphin fan too, so he's always running his mouth with <laughs> he's the had Dolphins. Had a rough couple of years. Oh yeah, he has. He's been real quiet on Sundays. He used to be all loud. Now he's real quiet. But you know, when the seas were doing bad, I get that text message of like, what is going on with your team? You see, my boys, you guys are in trouble. Right. All right, fine. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I'll be very curious to see as we get closer to the postseason, do people start to like go, huh? <laughs> like this is an interesting team now. Like they've got something. To, they're not just kind of like a regular season Marvel. They could actually do some damage come the playoffs. I, I wouldn't want to play them. This happened with the Suns. This happened with the Suns. Right? True. Like, Until like CP3. Nobody yeah. was talking about them. Nobody was talking about them. I mean, and the books had them as high as like 18 to 1 late, later in the season. Right. And then they did make a run. Like, same thing's kind of happened. I mean, another. They've got the pedigree. The difference between the Suns and the Heat. The difference between the Suns and the Heat would just be the pedigree. The Heat yeah. have done it. So like they've got the rings, they've got the championship, they've got the well, box franchises done. Yeah, it. none of these guys want to right. But what I mean is it like there's less of like a shock factor. Like with the with the Suns, it was like yeah, talk to me when you guys 
break the right. curse and get past it. Like we've right. seen multiple championships for Spolstra and the, and the, and this, and this, you know, this team has done really well with Riley and whatnot. So, um, Nobody's talking about Milwaukee either. They're the return they're defending champs. Yeah, that's true. That's and, and and they're, you know, kind of not being overlooked, but they're like, yeah, they're Milwaukee. Yeah, they're Giannis. They're they're, they're not gonna, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know, man. You look at the Eastern Conference, it's gonna be a gauntlet. All right, better bet today. If you were betting one hockey game, would you take Montreal plus three thirty or Arizona plus three fifteen? <laughs> Better bet today. That's a good question. I like the way you said that. Um, These are psych. Yesterday, Buffalo was Buffalo plus 400. Won. Yes. And they won 5-1. Yes. <laughs> they didn't just win the game. They, yes. they, they won. They covered every puck line. They covered every line. Everything you wanted to bet, you could bet. Mm-hmm. They won. Montreal against Calgary. Plus two and a half on the puck line, by the way. It's yeah. minus 138 if you want to take the two Six and a half goals. Total. Jeez. Um, Arizona has lost to Colorado in a shootout before their home. They beat the Knights a couple of games ago. And they beat the Knights a couple of games ago. I'm going to say Arizona. Despite being a little bit lower odds, I think I would rather have that one than Montreal at Calgary tonight. You? Arizona, personally. Yeah. But I don't mind a plus two and a half bet on Montreal. It's never a bad bet to take two and a half in hockey. Yeah. I mean, it's never a bad bet. Four, two loss. You cover like it's just so many. I mean, they're giving you two and a half and it's only minus one thirty eight. Like you're not laying a lot of juice to go ahead and take two and a half goals. Normally it's like minus 300. The total is six. It's not like you're taking two and a half and a game is, you know, seven total is like a baseball game. If you took two and a half runs and the, the line was 11. You know, the total. Okay, it's a little bit different. Total six. Two and a half's half. That's nice. That's a pretty good bet. I like it. I like it. It just, it just it, the, the, these gigantic, huge numbers are really wild to me, just in terms of where we are, how these teams are performing when they're getting this many points. It's it's wild. So you can't you can't get a bet on the other side. That's why they they like they, they just keep moving. Like yesterday, I mean. Toronto at home against Buffalo. There's no one coming in the book. Nobody getting on their app and going, give me the Sabres. There's not. They, I mean, and that's, and they, know, they win. And then they get, yeah. No, they win. Yeah. All right. Small school tournament pick time. Dave, I bounce back. Nice. You went seven and three day one. I went six and three day two. We so we're nine games yesterday. Yep. Because there should be 10. But like today, there's a game going on right now. So, oh, okay. Unfortunately, we didn't get 10 games yesterday. We only got nine games yesterday. We're only going to have nine games today. Although we may have more than that because a bunch of tournaments are starting today. So we should have more than that. So uh, you were up by a game on me as we head towards this interesting game, an interesting uh, run of games. So let's start in the Sun Belt. Little Rock is eight and 18 against South Alabama. USA is laying minus 12 and a half. Pensacola, Florida, taking Little Rock or South Alabama? Uh, I'll take the dog. I'll go Little Rock. You're going Little Rock with plus 12. I will take South Alabama. I will lay the 12 and a half on that. Okay. That's the, one of the larger mismatches we've seen in terms, right. of ske- in terms of schedule. 19 and 10 versus 8 and 18. 3 and 11 in the Sun Belt, 9 and 7. Louisiana Monroe 
up against Arkansas State. Monroe is 13 and 17. Arkansas State is 17 and 10 in the Sun Belt. Uh, for this one, you want me to pick it first? Yeah, you go first as well. I will take, I will lay it with Arkansas State. Same. I'll lay six and a half here. Same. Okay, we both go on Arkansas State on that. Uh, next game in the horizon. I UIC off their win and non-cover. Taking on Purdue, Fort Wayne. Nine, nine and 10 in the horizon. 14 and 15, Illinois, Chicago. Purdue, Fort Wayne is 20 and 10 overall. 15 and six in the horizon, but only laying six and a half points in this. They are at home in Fort Wayne, Indiana on this. Dog for me. Really? Yeah. No, I mean, why in the world would you do it, right? There's no reason to take the dog. That's why I'm doing it. Okay. Yeah. I'll lay, I'll, I'll take another favorite on that because okay. that's, I'll just say. I feel like the line should be higher, no? A hundred percent. The that's line why, seems way too small. That's why I'm taking it. That's why I'm taking it. <laughs> Detroit Mercy. Uh, 14 and 14, 10 and seven in the horizon against Northern Kentucky. 18 and 11, 14 and six in the horizon. This is being played in high Highlands or sorry, Highland Heights, Kentucky at BB and T arena line. Only three and a half. Another strange line, Dave. I will take the dog by going with your theory. I'll take, I'll take Detroit at plus three and a half. I'm going to go favorite. Okay. We're switching up. You go minus yeah. three and a half. I like it. I like being on the different side. Yep. And then Oakland 20 and 11. This is a good game. Oakland, 20 and 11, 12 and 7 in the horizon, 18 and 13, Wright wow. State, 15 and 7 in the horizon. Okay. Wright State laying four. My pick, right? For your pick. I think it's mine. Okay. Um, man, it's a tough game. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to take the dog. Okay. Plus four. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take okay. a dog in Oakland on this. Take the four over one possession. Good game. Hard fought game. Yep. Bucknell and the Patriot nine and 22 covered in one outright in their last game. Absolutely. They did Colgate 20 and 11, 16 and two in the Patriot, a betting darling Colgate this year. I think is something stupid. They're like 14 and two against the spread or 14 or 13 and three against the spread. They didn't cover the last couple of games because the books finally caught up and the public started to bet their numbers so much that the books adjusted and they so stopped high. covering. Lines 15. <laughs> Colgate minus 15 against Bucknell. Well, I'm taking well. Bucknell plus the points. Yeah. Or Okay. Yeah, Bucknell. That's what I mean. Yeah, okay. that's what I want. I'm taking 15 points. I mean, my gosh, yeah. this is a tournament game. What are we doing? Patriot League, American. 10 and 21 and 5 and 13 in the Patriot League. Navy is 19 and 10, 12 and 6 in the Patriot League. Navy is laying 12. This game is being played at Annapolis. <laughs> Totals 120. One and a half. And a half. Yep. I'm taking the dog. I am too. This is crazy. How, how can they score that many points and cover? I don't know. Yeah, All we got to do, I think, is get what? 40? I think we're good. Probably. Maybe 50. American can get 50 points. I think we cover another crazy low, low total Loyola, Maryland, not Maramont Loyola, Maryland, 14 and 15, eight and 10, excuse me, eight and 10 in the Patriot Boston university home team, 20 and 11, 11 and seven in the Patriot BU minus six in this one. My pick. Yep. I'm taking Boston university. Me too. <laughs> We're going to lay it with BU. Yep. 
uh, Army and Lehigh. 15 and 15 Army, 12 and 18 Lehigh. I have to pick first. Lehigh minus one. Home favorite in Lehigh against Army. Uh, give me Lehigh. Let's go. I'll, I'll take Army. I have no idea. I'll take I'll take the point. That's the whole point. We, 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 we none of us have any idea. The whole damn point is no, we have no clue what's going on. You Indiana the matchup State, and I started laughing. I'm like Army. Indiana League. State, Illinois State, eleven and nineteen. Indiana State, four and fourteen in the Valley, twelve and nineteen. Illinois State, five and thirteen in the Valley. Illinois State minus one. My pick, right? I'm taking yes. Illinois State. I'm laying the one. Who are they playing? Indiana State. Too many eyes right now. Yeah. <laughs> the hell? I'll take the opposite. With the okay. All right. Indiana State plus the one on that. Sycamores. Indiana yes. State Larry, Larry Bird. Yep. Nice. By the way, would you take Larry Bird over Steph Curry? Oh. It's a really hard debate. Mm. I'm totally biased, but. I am too. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I mean, Larry was, was everything. He's too big, man. but Larry's six, nine, six, 10. He's just, he's a much bigger dude than people. Steph's thin defensively rebounding wise. Steph's not going triple doubles like bird did. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. How would Larry do in today's game? Eviscerate. He would light it up. He would eviscerate everyone. Larry Bird, if you he just would have played a lot longer, hell he'd have yeah, to go you tell, inside, right? Hey, Larry, just sit there in the corner and jack threes like Kyle Korver. Put Man. up 35 a night on threes and smile back when you're going back to his own. <laughs> Talk hoops. trash the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. You cannot cover me. Oh man, it'd be so good. Love him. Central Arkansas, Jacksonville in the A Sun. 11 and 19 Central Arkansas, 19 and 9 Jacksonville. Jackson was laying 10 and a half in this one. It's your pick. My pick. I will take the dog. I will take Central Arkansas. All right. I'm going to take the dog too. I was going to take the dog anyway, but now I'm going to take the dog. Yeah, because they played Central Arkansas played a game already in this tournament. So does that factor into your uh, handicap? 100%. You like that? Watch too many Valley tournament games where teams that play today. Go play tomorrow and are live. The best bet, one of the best bets, we'll talk about it tomorrow, but I'll, I'll make this bet overnight. First half team that wins tonight in the Valley against a team that sat tonight. First half bet. Take the dog. Really? I've bet it for years. Doesn't, I mean, it doesn't always hit, right. but it's been, it's been very profitable to in the Valley tournament, whoever plays on that Thursday, Friday night, first half, the teams that were sitting they take a team that's already played in the arena. It's a funky arena in St. Right. Louis. It's a big arena. Right. And they're not, they just, they just take that little adjustment period time to get going as to where they are versus a team that's already had their backs against the wall in a must win situation to keep their life, keep their tournament lives alive. First half, take the points. Little advice for tomorrow. It's the third game though, for me that you go against. When a what do you team mean? Wins a- so, like, you like the team that played already against a team that hasn't in the first half, yeah, yeah. But then the third game that they play, so say, oh, the legs wins, if they win the game and they move yes, on, yeah, absolutely, legs go. Uh huh. Agreed. Late, your legs just go. Yeah, you get you just get tired. Florida Gulf Coast against Bellamine, 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 Bellamine. Yeah, where the hell's Bellamine? Kentucky, right? Because mm. they're playing in Louisville, so. They play them at Freedom yeah. Hall, though. Isn't that, the, isn't that where Louisville That's is? Where Louisville plays, though. So Atlantic Sun Championship quarterfinal game. Florida Gulf Coast, 12, 21 and 10. 
Bellarmine, 11 and 13. Bell is favored by three. Don't Oof. get it. Dog for me. Yeah, give me Florida Gulf Coast. Just a name wrecking alone. I'm taking right. Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah. Uh, you took Litscombe, so did I yesterday. Litscombe advanced. Liberty, the opponent. Liberty, 21 and 10. Litscombe is 14 and 18. Liberty laying 11 in this one. Dog. Lipscomb, we're riding with this one more. Man, that number's tough. Yeah, still 11, 11 Lay points. Lay it. Go ahead. Lay it. Yeah, we'll separate because we we've, we've been the same here. So let's let's lay it here. I'll lay right. with Liberty. You're gonna take Lipscomb. Um, minus eleven. All right. Uh, let's see. Is that it for games? Nope. Tennessee State. Uh, 14 and seven. There are so many games today, by the way, Tennessee state, 14 and seven Southeast Missouri state, 13 and 17. You got Southeast Missouri state laying three. My pick your pick yours. I'm taking the dog. Give me Tennessee state. What's the favorite? Mine is three what? Southeast Missouri state. South. I can't even find the game. Um, I'll lay it. <laughs> I'm looking I'm through, through my odd screen. I can't find it. That's <laughs> oh, great. It's a, yeah, it's a four 30 our time, seven 30 in the, Oh, South. there it is. South Carolina state, North Carolina central. No, Tennessee state, Southeast Missouri, Tennessee state, Southeast Missouri. It's not on my list. That's it's on your list for Thursday. It's in the quarterfinal of the OVC, Ohio Valley. Maybe they took it off the board. For some reason, yeah, it's I'm just like, I was looking at ESPN with with odds from clip from from uh, Caesars. Okay. Uh, Robert Morris against Cleveland State, eight and twenty three, big boys. Cleveland State laying 12, 19 and nine. Cleveland State in the horizon. Supposed to take Cleveland State, but I'm not doing it. Bobby Mo, <laughs> that's who Robert I want. Robert Morris, Bobby Mo plus the points. In Cleveland, I'm taking Cleveland State. I'm going to lay the twelve with Cleveland State against Robert Morris. Yeah. On that, and then, oh my God, gosh, there's more games. Georgia Southern against Coastal Carolina, 12 and 15. Georgia Southern, Coastal Carolina, 16 and 12. Five is the number for Coastal Carolina. Favorite. Favorite? Yeah, me too. Favorite. We're taking Coastal. Taking Coastal Mass. Five. And then, gosh, Pacific and Loyola Marymount, 8 and 21 Pacific, 10 and 17 Loyola. Marymount's laying. Conference. This that's is here. That's, it's at the yeah. Orleans. Laying right. five today. That game is at six o'clock tonight. Yeah. Uh, it's my pick, isn't it? It is. I'll lay it with Layola. I'll lay the five. I'll take too the bad. It's too bad. It's too bad teams. Just give me the really points. Bad it's so bad. <laughs> um, and there's got to be one. It's got to be a, a night Another game. Right? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Oh, my gosh. Even more. Evansville Valpo. Evansville six and twenty three. Valpo thirteen and seven. Valpo is laying six. Favorite. I'm going to take Evansville. Okay. I'll take I'll take I'll take the plus six on Evansville on that. Just because Valley tournament games get tight. Tennessee Tech versus Moorhead State. Tennessee Tech has, has won a game, I believe, in this tournament. Eleven and twenty for yeah. Tech. Twenty one and ten. Moorhead State. Moorhead's laying eight. More head, more head, <laughs> more head. They chant that at games, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, we'll lay the eight with Morehead State. Sure. Yeah. Get another <laughs> Even day rhymes. Uh, 
Pepperdine in San Diego, 724 Pepperdine, 14 and 15 San Diego in the battle of who, whose campus is nicer. USD minus six. I'm taking USD. Pepperdine is this just the, they're one in fifteen. Yes, they're, we're taking why is that number higher though? Because San Diego doesn't really light it up. But, oh, that's but, right. They they play all those unders. That's yeah. Right. It's one thirty nine and a half though from a total perspective. Right. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty games today. Twenty. That's that is insane. There's still a full slate of basketball. That's just tournament games. There are twenty yeah. tournament games yeah. right now. This is one of those days that you work like in the book when you're like kill yourself, like you just like slit the wrist. Yeah, you show (laughs) up like I would know that this was coming, but like half the room or or, or people that write tickets are like, you know, they come in for their normal shift on Thursday when there's like three NBA games or six hockey games and then, you know, the usual slate. Right. And they show up to work like 930 to 530 and there's a line already backed up. (laughs) And there's games on and the sheets are two pages front and back and the front and back. And like, wait, what's going on? They're like, oh, oh, March Madness, March Madness and stuff. Oh, so. these are grind days, man. These next two days is Thursday, Friday. It's grind days. 10 and nine versus nine and 10 going into a make or break day. Moving day. Today is moving day for the moving tour. day for our conference. We'll definitely have a better idea tomorrow. As to, right. But I mean, that means we're going to have more tomorrow, right? We'll have 20 yes. games at least tomorrow. Yes. Cause there's some Friday, Saturday, Sunday, M- Monday tournaments, right? No. Yes. Cause yeah, yeah. There's Friday, Saturday. Yeah. So there's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday tournament. Yeah. Cause teams have their Monday to get the TV to get the know, final window. Yeah. To get yeah. the final on a Monday for it. So yeah. there'll be even more games tomorrow. Yeah. Holy. That'd be fun to kind of recap it on Monday as to where we are. Uh, with those, and maybe actually they may carry over to Monday if we got championship games on Monday for the small school. Tournament. Oh, for sure. We'll yeah. Know. So yeah. we'll carry over to, we'll carry it over to Monday. Yeah. All right. Bet prep prop of the day. We did well with this yesterday. Came through Harrison Barnes got it easily over to 15 and a half points. Yeah. So we're going today with the Memphis Grizzlies center, Stephen Adams over 10 and a half rebounds. This number is found at Caesars at minus 115. The bet prep folks are throwing these stats at you. Rebounds. Uh, he's gotten 11 or more rebounds in 10 of his last 12, 83%. 11 rebounds or more in eight of his last eight games, 100% of the time on the road. 11 of uh, uh, seven of his last seven games, over 11 rebounds against an Eastern Conference opponent, averaging nearly 14 rebounds a year, uh, a game. These two teams have not played so far this season. So, how do you feel? about Steven Adams grabbing 10 and a half boards here for uh, tonight. They are what? Um, They're at Boston. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This, that's this game. So the number is two and a half. Celtics were, were, I think they were dogs at the open. I think this was Boston plus three at the open, and it's flipped all the way over to Boston minus two and a half. Total 223 and a half. They might have put the number in wrong if uh, Memphis was favored. Yeah, because I saw Julian Edlow said, I missed the plus three on Boston, but I'm taking Boston at a pick. And now it's minus two and a half. Yeah. <laughs> so it moved, it's moved a bit on this one. How do you feel about Adams going over 10 and a half rebounds? What is his average? Oh, I think it's 11. But uh, Adams is uh, 
nine point nine point nine five defensive and four offensive a game five point three four point six. He has to go over his average. Nothing by, by yes. Yeah. Um, the average 10, it's 10 and a half. It's a number because really it, the reason why is because Robert Williams is really the only post player that Boston's got. Right. And Steven Adams should own him a little bit tonight. So I said yesterday that I didn't like it. So it would hit. So I'm going to do the same thing today. <laughs> Reverse Although psychology. kind of like it, but I'm going to say that it, no, I don't like it. I would book it. So then people will bet it and watch the show and win. How about that? People are betting these and I do, I, I appreciate you guys. They, tell me when you're betting it. I, I love it because it's fun to see uh, people are grabbing the Patrick Evans, Everson winner, winner gift <laughs> and doing it themselves. So that's cool. So I, I, I love that. I got tagged a couple of times on that. Seeing people, you know, go ahead. We won. I know the props.com. There's an article on props.com every day. That's listing some of our favorite bets. And this is one of them that we are including in that. And yesterday went three, and oh, so nice. it, all three of them hit yesterday. So that was nice. So people were, were, were showing me that and showing me their tickets on that. So that was, that was cool. All right, let's go to better or book it here for us. We've got your Pittsburgh Penguins taking on the Tampa Bay lightning. You see my jacket I, today? Did you see my jacket? It's a oh, jacket. wow. As a penguin guy. Yeah, this is just pretty sweet. Somebody it is sweet. It to but, me in the but, book. It's very nice. How do we feel about over six goals for Pittsburgh and over. Tampa? Over. We'd like Why that. is it not six and a half? Um, again, you get back into the into the room and like you got to decide is every game six and a half? Probably should be the way. But why the not this one right now? Look at the numbers. Look what Pittsburgh's uh, been doing. I know the last two games they haven't gone over, but Tampa scores <laughs> and Tampa's been giving up goals. Yeah. Four of the last five for Tampa have gone over. Both these teams are in the top 10 for overs this season. And we know that the Penguins, you can kind of pencil them in for giving up three goals a game minimum against a team like Tampa. Are we getting both starters tonight? I don't know, but I don't really care. Okay. Because both goalies are giving up for Tampa. Both goalies. Vasilevsky's amazing, but he's given up, he's been giving up goals, like garbage goals, but giving up goals. Right. Five three. No, I like over. I mean, I don't. I I don't want to take too many um, lightning games under. Not yeah. right now. As we get closer to the playoffs and we get into yes. that playoff mode, yes, we'll flip that switch. And They'll we'll ratchet it down. Under. But right now they're playing wide open and giving up because they give up goals. I think they're giving up two tonight at least. I think they score four tonight at least. So my thought is five three, final one way or the other. Probably Tampa five. This is one of those games where like the Penguins match up against them. Mm -hmm. when they have to only play them once they've played them and beaten them. Yeah. So, they, but both times this they it was a five, one win and a six, one win for Tampa. I think Tampa won six, one Pittsburgh won five, one in their first two games. Oh, that's why the number six. Okay. Yeah. That's why I didn't, that's why I wasn't gonna bet a side. Cause I was like, I couldn't really get an angle as to like hmm, two blowouts either side. I was like, I don't want to bet the side rather yeah. bet the total on this. I do think one of these teams gets hot it scores a lot. And maybe we get a four, three, both teams are hot on the same night and it's four, three. Right. Yeah. I, I like the over, I mean, you know, and you'll hear probably the Penguins are live. I mean, there's not too many times that right. get Tampa at this price. You know, it's usually $2 or more. Mm -hmm. So I think cautiously, you know, I can see why people would bet the Penguins. I wouldn't not right now. Right. I like the, I mean, I think I push it worst on, on, on this one. 
So the Boston Bruins, this number has changed. Okay. But I got this last night. Boston's here. I'm thinking like long and hard about going to this game. I, I, I'm like, mm. but Bruins here against the Vegas Golden Knights. I got plus 103 last night. I took it because it's plus money. I think it's a coin flip game. Yep. Boston's four and one on this road trip. Yep. You've got a, you've got a really good Vegas Golden Knights team, but they're coming off that loss to Arizona. Maybe they're only 15, 12 and one at home. Yeah. Kind of very average, right? Very average. Boston is way better on the road this year than at home. Yep. And I took plus money, money line Bruins plus one Oh three. Now it's laying juice, but how do you feel about the Bruins? I like the Bruins tonight. I was surprised to see this number to be perfectly honest. I saw it last night too. And I was like, wow, Knights favored at, at against the Bruins. The, I mean, yes, the Bruins just lost to the ducks, but previous to that, they beat the Kings, right? They beat, yep. It, the West beat coast trip. San Jose. Yep. This is the last thing. This is the last game before they go I think home. It's but, the last leg. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I like the Bruins and Swayman's in net tonight for the Bruins. That's so I good. like that a lot. Yes, so that's you got Bruin and Vegas. I mean, I've watched a lot of their games at home. I feel like they play better on the road for whatever reason. Like they have more, more jump, which is so strange. It's just different. Um, I, this I mean, season I think it became, yeah, because we become so accustomed to them being so um, having so much juice at home and the crowd and this and that. And it's been one of those, like the style of play of the Knights is different than it pretty much ever has been since they've been here. They're becoming that like defensive grinder team again. And mm-hmm. like they got to keep things close because I don't know if they feel like they got their guy in goal. Like with Flurry, they could play more open because, you know. Yeah, I like the Leonard. It's a good point. I like that Leonard's in nets tonight for, yeah. for the Knights. Yeah. I It's a weird situation. That Their goalie situation. Don't you feel like it's going to come back and bite them in the ass in the playoffs? I checked the standings last night. I was talking about it with Jess and the the girls. They're closer to not making the playoffs than they are winning the division all of a sudden. Calgary got hot and has this lead, and the Kings jumped them. Mm. And the other teams are one and two points behind them, and they're in their out. Mm. Like, so I don't want to say they're not going to make the playoffs, but yes, it's going to bite them. Like something has to, that little catch fire part for these teams that get into the playoffs. It has to start pretty soon for tonight. Eichel's got to make a bigger impact. And I know it's a lot asking a lot for a kid that's been out for as long as he's been out, but I still think that I feel like it's still almost like spring training right now for him. Like he's still yeah. not fully there. Like he, when I was watching the game against Colorado, he had a wide open one timer and he missed the net. And I was like, man, like if you're going to be a superstar like that, <laughs> like McKinnon didn't miss it on the other end, McKinnon right. didn't miss it. Eichel missed it. It's like, okay, you're supposed to be, you're not, you're not there now. I get it. You got a long way to go, but like you're supposed to be on the Nathan McKinnon type of level for talent. And you got to put the thing on the net. Like I'm not saying get a score, you can't miss the net when you have a wide open shot in a, you know, you got a big half of the net that's open and you miss the net. It's like, okay, come on, kid. Like one of the hardest things to do, especially when you just jump in while everyone else has been playing is find line mates mm. and, and have that sort of synergy. And you can see right now, it's still kind of like we're trying to feel things out. And then, so when when you're worrying about that and you don't just play, like you have to think and then play, 
you're a little bit off and and maybe a step behind. It's going to come. He's going to oh, be yeah. fine. It's I, I, I sure I, I'm positive we fine. Just tonight, Bruins. I don't know. I'm I'm going I'm going with the Boston Bruins. And everybody was like, "Of course you're picking the Bruins." I'm like, actually, I bet in this game when the Bruins have played at the Knights, I bet the Knights a lot. <laughs> like I bet on the Knights to win a lot. Yeah, because I know my Bruins. But tonight, yeah, I'm leading. I I'm going I'm going with those guys. Uh finally, Golden State Warriors on the road at the Dallas Mavericks after that collapse at Golden State. Ooh. Under 219 and a half. You can get 220 at FanDuel, or you could have. The Dallas Mavericks at home this year are, are 23, 7, and 1 to the under. Golden State is 16 and 13 on the road to the under. Against the conference, Golden State is 21, 16, and 2 to the under. Dallas is 24, 16, and 1 to the under. Last two games for Dallas have gone under. They did have a couple of road games that went over, but at home, they've gone three and one to the under over the last four. How do you feel better about it? Under 219 and a half. Better numbers are out there for Golden State and Dallas. Um, I don't know why my spider sense is tingling that I should probably book this one and go over, but I don't like it. I don't. I, I'd rather. I'm going to say bet it and go under. Um. Are you worried that Golden State wins this game? Like, I mean, they almost won the last game. And a half and, point spread. And a, right. they had that collapse. Correct. So extra motivation tonight? I don't know. Maybe, but I mean, the, the last game was 217 and a half. I bet 219 at the time. It closed at 217 and a half. It went under by nine and a half points. Right. They played... The last time that they, the last time they played uh, here, oh no, that was on the road. Sorry, so it was at Golden State. They played. Uh, it was two twelve. It went over by ten points. Then they played okay. in Dallas. It was two thirteen. Went under by thirty two points. Went under. It was the the super blow. Yeah, ninety nine to eighty two. Dallas killed them. Yeah, under by thirty two points. So, so we're two and one to the under yeah. so far, and this is the fourth and final meeting of the year. Yeah. And the number's higher. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I think this might be an over-adjustment number. I'm, uh, we'll, we'll bet under. The game would probably be going to fall within eight points of the total. It'll probably yeah. fall right okay. around 212 to 215, 16 area. We're going to get under unders here. are never fun. We never get to put our heels up. We're always oh, watching free throws. We're watching free throws down the last minute and a half, praying the referees don't get involved. That's all that we're hoping. First for. matchup was way under. You didn't have to sweat anything the first match. That's true. 32 games. points under. Yeah. Come on. That's beautiful. <laughs> all right. What is our favorite thing about today? Favorite thing about today is, I mean, I talk to a lot of people about mm. a lot of things and I'm sure I'm going to talk to a lot of people about a lot of things today. And my favorite thing is the ability to listen to people talk mm. and listen to actually get to know people and go, you know what? None of this bullshit matters. Like it's crazy to me. And I, and I just, you know, we're, we're on social media. We're on, we're, we talk to people. We're open books right here on the show. And I hope people realize that. And it's just another day of reminder to me 
that like people are going through stuff. Nobody knows about it like, and all this <laughs> stuff. And like, like people want to make judgments and say all this crap. It annoys the hell out of me, but I don't need to advertise that and tell people all that stuff. Mm. Take some time and be the light in someone's life. Mm. And it, it, your day is going to be better. Whether you win or lose a bet or any of that other crap, none of it means anything. So my favorite thing today is going to be a reminder to that to my kids mm. and the people that I talk to the rest of the day today on shows, off air, tonight at dinner, wherever it may be, and maybe even at the hockey game. We'll see what happens the rest of the day. But the game t drops the puck at six. Who knows? Might go see some Bruins Knights action. Well, if you're going, call me because I'll go. Yep. Uh, <laughs> what the <laughs> we're talking in code. If you're watching, you guys are watching and listening. A lot of it, we're, we're talking in code with a lot of this stuff because it's just not worth it really getting into the into the specifics of it. I know a lot of you guys who follow us on social media or if you're into gambling Twitter, you probably know what we're talking about over the last 48 hours, what has happened on gambling Twitter and how it's become in some ways an exposure of certain people as to where they are mentally in the space and how they've some people frankly lost their mind on certain things but one of the most you you opened my eyes to so many interesting things but i think one of and i was i i was talking to somebody who was in the middle of this whole kind of storm i was dming with them on twitter this morning and last night and i referenced you and i said you know one of the things that i've learned from dave that's been so refreshing is because the ego that is driven by that winning bet when you win that that validation that you get it it's become almost like this i don't want to call it a drug but it's it's somewhat of a like a a i am better than you type of thing and how many of those green check marks do you need for you to feel validated. Like at what point do you feel like I've made it and I, I don't need to worry. And your line about nobody knows shit. It's a funny line, but it also speaks. It's, it's, it's transferable. It's not a, a, a stuck line just on one thing. It means on a lot of levels, basically like take, like take a second, like calm down, figure out what's going on there are more important things than whether or not the golden state warriors are going to go under tonight to the Dallas Mavericks. There's bigger, there's bigger things. There's bigger items going on and don't worry about what somebody else is doing. It's like the old adage when you were in high school, right? Like, like worry about yourself and worry about what you're doing. And don't worry about what somebody else is doing. Don't worry about what someone else's job is or what someone else is making or what somebody else is saying or what somebody else is winning. Like just do you. and. I don't know. Just relax. <laughs> just yeah. smile. I got I, my thing this morning was just like, get up and smile. It drives the haters nuts. They can't handle it. Like, just go just smile. <laughs> just, just go. Okay. Hey, like just get up, do your thing and go like, Hey, I'm just doing me, man. Like, you do you. I do me. We're good. Like yeah. it's, I, I, I don't have any issue with you. You, you know, if, if, if we have to chat and talk, like let's chat and talk and figure out whatever, you know, you're, you're mad that somebody is, getting paid to do a job. <laughs> like that's what we're mad about. Like we're mad that someone's employed or we're, we're, that's where our, 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 our biggest problem is that like that someone has a job. 
And why they have that job is the problem. Like you can make a million different reasons why people have different jobs and why people have been hired to do different things. I mean, you're, she, this person's unqualified. They shouldn't have it. Well, you know, if someone's writing a check, it doesn't matter what, unless you're writing the check, it doesn't matter. Your opinion doesn't matter on that person. <laughs> we know this firsthand just doing this show. <laughs> like, right? Get anybody to write it. Right. Like if someone writes a check, if they if they like what you're doing, if, if they feel there's value and they feel like they're benefiting from you being a part of their brand, then like let's just get out of this like I'm better than you type of situation in this industry. Like I just I don't know. I mean, your line of like nobody knows shit completely eviscerates all of this pecking order of well, I'm I'm a real person. Somebody called me a phony today on in in sports betting media. They on, on Twitter and, and they called me a phony. And and so I I, I DM this person and said, I don't know you, but like you're in the industry. I'm in the industry. Can you ask what am I being fake about? Like, please tell me. Like, what have I ever said I bet a dime a game? Do have I ever said I bet a nickel a game? Right. Have I ever showed you tickets where look at me, look at me, look how much money I have. Do I ever go and take pictures of the book or a ticket? I don't post tickets. I don't post what I've won. I tell you what I bet on this show, on my, on the daily juice. I tell you what I bet it's out ahead of time. The numbers are widely available. I'm not line shopping. I'm not cooking books. I'm not lying about what's going on. These are bets that are being made. They're available in your book or in Vegas or other books. <laughs> Nothing phony about what I'm doing. I'm not hiding. I'm not trying to tell anyone. I'm up front. I lose. Yup, I lose. Would I ever sell a pick? No. Have I ever sold picks? No. Would I buy picks from me? No. <laughs> okay. But I have fun and I want to use it as entertainment. And I want to build a community of people who want to have fun, who, who, who wake up happy, who want to be around it and realize that sports are awesome, man. And we get to gamble on it. Let's. It makes it even better. Yeah. So why are we mad at each other? Like, what's? I mean, this dick measuring contest of like, look what I did. Like, True. I'm real. I'm a real gambler. What makes somebody a real gambler? Like, what? At what level of money do you have to enter in to make yourself a real gambler? It's a great question. Five hundred dollars, thousand dollars, five dollars. Like, what? What makes you a real? I'm a real gambler. Hey, man. A guy betting five dollars that got four bucks in his pocket, that guy's a real gambler. I uh -huh. mean, like, you know, it ain't it ain't <laughs> unit size don't matter. I've taken, I say it all the time. I've taken a million dollar bet and I've taken, you know, uh, or no, a million dollar bet and I've taken a million five dollar bets. If guys come up and betting money or girls or whomever, if they're actually betting money on something, that means something to them. Who am I to judge? what it means and who is I learned that in a book. Like you can't judge anybody and you respect everybody. I mean, when they're betting something, they betting it. And whatever it is, is it Lewis Riddick interviewed for the Steeler GM job? I just saw this yeah. flash on my TV. Yeah. He's interviewed for a bunch of jobs. It's never yeah. the Steelers. So he went to Pitt. This might happen. Oh, it'd be a great hire. I think he's. Wow. Hire. Yeah. Sorry, I got distracted. No, it's fine. Yeah, but no, I, the point is that. That's it. That, I, mean, I think that was well said. I think, um, you know, anybody that needs to know anything who got my number, I'm available. You, 
you can ask me anything and you know, you can reach me however you want. Ask me, you can the same thing with you. I mean, it's yeah. like, we're not trying to hide anything. We're here every day, Monday through Friday from 10 to 1130. We're here. We're Just, out and about yeah. I'm going to the book right now. I'm hanging up the phone with you. I'm going to head over to the South point and say hello and see the boys. So um, I don't know. It's very, it, it's a weird, it's an unfortunate thing because a lot of the younger people are being targeted right now. Woo. And man, they're, they're having, I mean, I've been talking to a couple of them. They're having a tough time with it because they're not, they don't have one. They don't have a you. So I'm lucky because I have a you. So I have a sounding board. I can call you and be like, what the is going right. on? Right. So that helps, that helps me. You being like my shrink on this, but right. they don't have that. So the, the, I, I have, I'm lucky on that. And they don't have the, the benefit of years. Like right. they're, they're, they're worried that, you know, is this, how I'm going to be labeled. Like, am I going to have this? Is it going to follow me around? Am I going to have to explain myself to my bosses about like why this person's doing this? And like, is my job in jeopardy? And like, and I feel for them because that's just like, yeah. it, it, I, I remember when I was 25 and I was starting out in this business and you know, you, you were talking to people who have had 20 years of experience and you can't get 20 years of experience without 20 years. Right. Like you've got to live it. You've got to go and do it. And I remember, I remember thinking in my head when I was 25 and I was looking at people who are 40 and the jobs they were getting. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just as good as that guy. Like what, why is that guy getting that job? And it's like now being 44, I totally understand it because like, you can't see what I've seen. Like you can't right. have done what I've done. You can't have lived where I've lived. And like, you just have to go and do it. Right. And that's tough for, I think it's tough for someone in their twenties to kind of realize that like, easy young grasshopper. Like you just, you, you'll get there. Yeah. And I, I said to myself, people always say like, what's the one piece of advice that you would give yourself if you go back and tell yourself is relax. Like just oh, without a keep doubt. going. Like don't, you don't, <laughs> I wanted too much too fast right. constantly in my career. Yeah. And I pushed hard constantly in my career. Well, and, it's hard in this business, the media business, because you can't make no money. But like this is in any business at the beginning. It's hard to like come out of the gate, have all the success or what you want and make money. Like you sure. got to be willing to grind. I mean, I right. wrote tickets in a book. I started making $9 an hour. <laughs> I showed up smiling, couldn't wait for a long time. And then as I was, you know, doing it more, you got to like, all right, I'm going to swallow this bitter pill. And I'm going to, cause some kid showed up and they started him at 12, like, mm. but he, he never even been in a book before I ran a book like what, you know, and you start to question it. If you keep your, your mind focused on yourself and bettering yourself, mm -hmm. like in social is tough though, because social media gives you this gun, right? The worst. Yeah. It's, it, it, it gives, it, it's this gun that's sitting on the table uh, that like at 25, 35, whatever you can pick it up. And then what you do with that gun can cause some real bad ramifications yes. for you. It Ooh. can be really, really bad because hey. what you think is small, what you think is nothing, all of a sudden turns into something a lot more. And for a lot of these kids, they're representing bigger brands, right? right? They're, they're, they're representing brands that do not want to be represented in any way negatively because they're for everyone. They're open tent, you know? Right. So like the, you got to be careful with all these things going in and like, I don't know. It's just, it's, seeing right now for whatever reason it's it's been after football season i mean in radio we talked about this on air on air and off the air it's like this is the month where people or last month and this month this is when changes happen 
and people's you know, their contracts aren't renewed. And like you sign a deal from April one to April one, mm. and you find out March one, hey, we're not renewing your contract. People will get bitter. People get mad. They get frustrated. You know, why is this happening to me? Why is this person able to do what they're doing? And like, we don't even, you know, what's so strange is that like, you don't even know what that person that you're angry about or who they're, what they're making or what they're doing. Like you just, you have a, a thought in your mind as to like what they are. Right. And in reality, they're probably something totally different and right. not even, not even close to what you think that they are. So like <laughs> you're going off on this tangent and yelling and screaming. And it's just like, oh, you're yeah. making yourself look like you're attacking someone who's young and vulnerable. Like, congratulations. Like you're able to attack a 24 year old. Like, yeah. Power to you, man. Good job. Like it's so it's, easy. Like you just like, I I've never done the dating apps, but like you swipe, you just swipe away. Just, yeah. it's not for you. Whatever someone's doing swipe, like, right? Just don't, don't change the channel. Don't, don't download a, a podcast or something you don't like. There's people doing stuff. That- but when you're mad, because I, I, I've been there and I've told you this, I've been there when you're angry and I was an angry person for a long time. When you're mad, the negative attention is fuel. You think it's mm. working. Mm. You okay. think that, well, watch what I'm going to fucking do. Boom. I'm going to drop that bomb. And then it's the dink, the dink, the dink, the dink. You get like message, message, message. You get like, 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 you get retweet, retweet, retweet. And then you get someone who calls you a name. And that now it's a secondary fight and a third fight and a fourth fight. And now you're in 15 different Twitter fights with 15 different people. And like, you've got multiple different threads going on and you're trying to argue on a site where tone is not possible. So your language and how you're writing it and what you're saying is not possible. So you read what you think is happening, but it might be the opposite. And now you're down this rabbit hole and you got 15 fights going on and you're consumed on, you're on your phone for three hours fighting with people you've never met. And like that, and I ain't got time for that. I might sound like the old man on the lawn, but I ain't got no time for that. I'm not beat. I, I want to like, like I tell people true. all the time, you want to go have lunch? I'll pick up the check. We can sit right. and talk. Like, let's yeah. go. You know, but that's I, the problem is like, it's, it's this downward spiral of social media right. that because I've got a blue check mark or I've got 30,000 followers right. or like all of this validating things that mean nothing. Like, Nobody knows shit is a great line, but nothing means anything either. Like all of this is, oh. all of this is plastic and fake. It's not real. It's, not real. it's just not real. And people just can't figure in, in the sports gambling world, for whatever reason, everyone's trying to be the smartest person in the room. Right. And it's so desperate, so desperately trying to seek out the validation of who. Like who, who's going to give you, who's going to take the sword and dab you as the knight in shining armor of sports betting. Let me know. Right. Who who is the grand (laughs) poo? Is it Derek Stevens at Circa? I mean, if he says you're sharp, are you sharp? Is it Johnny Avello? You know, is it Johnny Avello at at, at DraftKings? If he says you're sharp, are you sharp? You know, is it Jay Crowder at, at points bet? Like what, what person who runs what book has to come in and say, Oh, good, sir. I'm here. You are amazing. <laughs> what accent was that? Oh, good, sir. I don't know Just a British accent. I, I I watched The Last Duel the other day. I shouldn't have watched that movie. It's a bad movie. Ben Affleck as a blonde is a bad look. Oh, was it no good? Oh, oh that movie sucked. It took me three days to watch it. I just <laughs> three different stints to sit there and watch it. But are you, are you like that? When I start a movie, I've got to finish it. 
I've sat through some bad ones. I don't that know, one, I, the last duel is a bad movie. If I, don't, if I don't get oof. through it that day, though, I don't watch it the next day. Yeah, I, I, I force myself. If I start it, I want to see how the how it ends. I want to see how the story goes. Maybe it gets better. Maybe I'm angry. Maybe I, I was in a bad mood or something. I'm not receiving it right. That movie sucks. That was a bad, that was a bad, bad movie. It bombed at the theater. I don't know. I don't know why Ben Affleck was in the movie because Matt Damon's the main character. So like Ben and Matt have to be in the same movie all the time. Like, I don't know. Like it was just, it was very bad. It was really, really a bad movie. You know, it's about a a French story about the last time they had a duel to the death, the final duel to the death ever in France over a woman. So yeah, it's a odd word for it. Don't watch it. Just stay stay far, far away from, from that from, from that movie. That's not a good movie. I'll say this right this time. That's Dave. I'm Matt. Bam. At Boston versus the book. Friday tomorrow. Wow. This Friday and next Friday. We didn't tomorrow we'll talk NASCAR because we've got the Vegas event. The Vegas race is here. So we'll talk that tomorrow. We have Nick Kalakis coming on talking about UFC 272 from Circus Sports. Mm-hmm. So he's on tomorrow. So we'll do that for the big main event between Colin Covington. Uh, and Masvidal. So we've got that coming up for tomorrow. And we have all the conference tournament games that we'll get into as well. The West Coast Conference Tournament is here. Vegas and Bruins tonight. Lots to go tomorrow on the program. 10 o'clock Eastern time, 1 p.m. 10 o'clock Pacific time, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern. Got that wrong too. For the, the Friday episode of the Bostonian versus the book. <laughs>